and welcome to another regrettably impulsive episode <laughs> of We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost about 140 pounds. Whoa. And with me today is... Donald Weigel. And I am also one of your hosts, and I've lost about 100 pounds. Uh, and I did not do it impulsively. Oh, that... <laughs> no, this was this was premeditated. It was sort of thought out. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, but this whole podcast is predicated on the fact that we quit a lot. Yeah. Didn't we, Donald? We quit we so sure many did. things. Yeah, we uh, we definitely could have been called big quitters. <laughs> yeah, but we have since quit quitting. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. We found a way to quit quitting. We did. Uh, but uh, this is, uh, we're in the 190-something uh, episode of We this Only Look This is 195. Thin. Oh, congratulations, You know what us. that means, don't you? Uh, Next week is 196. (laughs) (laughs) Big shoes, big big gloves. Right, exactly. I I wasn't really sure where we were going with it. Exactly. So sometimes after after doing this podcast for over three years now, I forget that we've said things before, yeah. and I also assume that because we've said things, we never have to say them again. Yeah. But it turns out we forget things. Yeah, we did an episode uh, like in the first year, uh, November of the first year of 2018, uh, which feels like 100 years ago, called There Is No I in Quit. Which and, is really funny. <laughs> and. We've like I felt like sometimes I feel like we've done an episode, we've said it, and so it's out there, and like you know I forget that that was three years ago, and that people don't listen to every episode, and those of you who do listen to every episode, thank you very much. But like I forget things. I listened to uh, an audio book uh, very recently, and Catherine is now listening to the same audio book, <laughs> and she's telling me things, and I'm like, oh yeah. I forgot that. And it was just a few weeks ago that I listened to it. My brain is a sieve. Uh, But back in the early days of Walt, uh, we interviewed a uh, friend of the show named Kate. You might remember Kate. We did. We did a series of, uh, I don't know, six or seven times we talked to her. Yeah, but uh, fast forward, quick story. Kate had lost 100 pounds and was featured on the Today Show. And it must be nice, very jealous. I was actually very jealous of her. Yeah. Uh, And then after the show, she proceeded to gain back 100 pounds. And she didn't really have a plan for keeping the weight off. We started interviewing her on the show, talking about her going back into losing weight and working on getting back into goals. And it actually ended up fizzling out after six, seven episodes or so. She decided that she was going to stop her weight loss journey venture. Um, it was our first year of podcasting, and we were also new to weight loss. Yeah. And I think one of the benefits now of having kept our weight off for so long is that we're much wiser yes. about weight loss wiser (laughs) and now we mill our own wheat wheat, uh, exactly but back in the first year of walt uh, we've improved very much please don't go back and listen to those episodes they were much slower it was old timey we listened to that episode it sounds like it's on a a uh a victrola yeah i couldn't think of the name of it a victrola yeah and the comedy was much slower back yeah. then so please don't go back and listen uh just just <laughs> please don't we're gonna we're gonna archive those stick, stick to the episodes within the last year or yeah, so we're, we're They're much, really good much better but back then we were more tentative about our uh feelings about weight loss and sort of how to how to keep it off what to do so yeah I, I don't mean to, i don't want to beat up on kate um but she mentioned some things during the some of the interviews that i thought were kind of sketchy but i kind of felt like well she knows what what she's doing she lost 100 pounds before um but it 
turned out that maybe she didn't really. Yeah. So we are coming at quitting with fresh eyes and with more experience. Uh, So we want to talk today and next week about the sort of cycle of quitting, what quitting looks like, and how to get away from quitting. Quitting, quitting uh, is what we're going to do. So, um, So yeah. So we, like I said, we've had decades of experience of quitting and we have many years experience of maintaining. So we're, we're coming at this at a different perspective. We certainly are. All right, let's do this. All right. So, uh, for those of you, uh, who are considering quitting, those of you who actually feel great right now and you're like, I will never quit. This is not something I'm going to quit. I have many times in my life felt like Eye of the Tiger and I was like that nothing could stop me and I would never quit and I would always be this way and then cut to months later and, uh, you know, there I was like crying into a uh, gallon of ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> quitting it up. Um, so we would like you, wh- wherever you are in your journey right now, if quitting resonates with you, if you're like, I've been waiting to quit and this is my motivation to do so, or if you are feeling great about your journey, this is an opportunity to just sort of pause and look at cycles of behavior. Uh, that you've had in the past. And if you're thinking about quitting, we're going to say, hold on, just whoa. When I say whoa, I mean whoa (laughs) on that. Exactly, just like Yosemite Sam. Any decision I've made impulsively, it doesn't really turn out very well. Every single time I think I I know what I'm doing, it doesn't. So we're going to ask you to wait a week. You're like, why am I not getting actual solutions until next week? Sometimes you just have to hold on to your your boots, (laughs) hold on to your straps. We're going to tell you what to do. So we've all said it before, and I think that song, Take This Job and Shove It, really kind of speaks to the that impulsive, obliger rebellion. Yeah. I've had enough. Enough is enough. And you feel like it's a big choice that you're making, and you feel like it's a revelation. But usually there's some regret in there. Yeah, uh, for which, sure. Which is what we thought. So at first, you have this burst of negative emotion. We make a declaration that we're quitting, we're over this, we're done, and it feels big and and emotional, but yeah. it's it's usually predicated upon some negative experience. It's not like I'm quitting forever because things are great. That's usually not where it comes from. Yeah, I don't know if there are uh, any fans of The Office out there, but there's yeah. an episode where Michael Scott is terribly in debt and he just says, I declare bankruptcy. As though it just absolves yeah. and everything goes away. And I, I think that that's what we think about quitting weight loss. And yeah. weight loss also means maintaining our weight because I've never – it, until the last three years, never maintained my weight. It was yeah. always zigzag up or down. Yeah, there was always this point of, of you know, you get to a certain point and then you feel like you've failed. Or for me, I should say I got to a certain point, I would feel like I failed. And then I would just, instead of like doing half measures or, or going, you know, st- stepping things down a little bit, I would just like do nothing and go right back up the scale. Right. So usually the, the quitting is triggered by a discipline. The scale is up. We feel restricted and resentful of our plan. We or we overindulge and see it as proof that we're never going to learn. I did that so many times on Weight Watchers where I had a big weekend, didn't track, felt like a failure, and then just quit. It just didn't really work out. We'll get to that not working out a little bit later. And we've done some episodes recently about the pursuit of perfection being, you know, really destructive. And, you know, that would happen to me all the time. I would just feel like, well, I can't be perfect. I guess I've blown it. You know, I may as well do nothing. Exactly. So also sometimes what has worked stops working or we stop feeling that like, oh, well, you know, the scale was really moving and now it's stuck or 
you know, keto was going great for me and now it seems really difficult. And when, yeah. when we get that friction of, of feeling difficult, we feel like, okay, well, that's the reason to quit. For sure. Um, also, we're just not motivated. Mm. I'm not motivated to lose. I'm going to quit because I'm not motivated. Boo-hoo. Yeah. We've done episodes uh, about motivation being fleeting and unreliable. So uh, you can go back and listen to those episodes. Uh, but we also see the success of others as a threat against like there's some finite amount of success in the world where if some person's doing great that means that all the greatness in the world is taken up and sopped up by that one person why even bother we're so far behind jealousy is real and it is hard to get over and realizing that i know this is a, a slight tangent but realizing that there isn't some like finite amount of success in the world is a huge mindset breakthrough and has been for me like just because somebody else is doing well doesn't mean that I can't also do well. Well, and you know what? I'm going to call out science. I'm what? Ang- I am angry. You're putting at science. science on notice. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. Uh, I am up against science right now. Uh, there is a, a theory about energy in science. Who knows if it's true or not? <laughs> but energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It's just. It's there. It's oh, there. Oh boy. So I actually. Okay. This is really sad. This is. This is me of the before times. Yeah. I actually. I know I've said this before. I thought like there is a. If there's a finite amount of energy in the world, that means there's a finite amount of weight loss in the world. Yeah. And it. It is neither. Uh, created nor destroyed, just redistributed. So I thought if I lost weight, that it was one of those somebody squeezy, else would gain squeezy it. Yes. dolls that yeah. the eyes pop out. Uh, yeah, there's the, like a pool, like the weight is a liquid, <laughs> and it just moves from one place to another as you like put a water like, bed. Yeah, exactly. You, you put a rock in it, and it slides over somewhere else. Oh my god, why were water beds so popular back I in the day? Do All not that know. slushing around. I know, I know, very much slushing. Did your parents ever have a water bed? No, my that parents. That was not. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. There was always something like, yeah, maybe I just learned it from movies and TV shows. There was always something kind of salacious about having a waterbed. Well, the problem with the waterbed, though, is that you're in it. You're in it. It's like slop, slop, slopping around. But then, like, there's a wood side. You always bang your leg on it. You oh, can't really? get out. It's very difficult. There should have been, like, a pulley to pull your, yourself up out of the bed. It was I not... am not experienced in the ways of the water bed. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever been on one. I don't know. I uh, I associate it with, like, Three's Company. Comes yeah, some yeah, Regal yeah. Beagle action. That's exactly what I was thinking of, of. I was thinking of, like, very, like, 70s, early 80s. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, the, the Playboy single guy thing. I know. Like, Erica Strada probably had it in chips or oh something. Oh, my God, so, Anyway, probably. enough about chips, everybody. Get back to business. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's like, not talk about there chips they on, go a, again. on a health and fitness podcast. Okay, so you have all of these different reasons for deciding you're going to quit. And it feels big. And I think part of that obliger rebellion, we've talked about it before with Gretchen Rubin, we, we feel like we're being good. We feel like we're sticking to the oh. rules. But then we, we build up all of this pressure of perfection, like Donald said. And then we have an obliger rebellion which leads to just this big announcement that we're quitting taking the job and shoving it somewhere yeah. uh, working nine to five getting mad dolly parton all that <laughs> stuff cup of ambition um and it feels like it has to be this big grand declaration like yeah. the, like donald said about uh, michael scott but what does quitting actually mean so you you quit your job ah oh, take a job shove it everybody i'm not working here anymore so then what yeah well, what's after that so 
what does quitting mean? Like, stop for a second and and really think about what quitting means. We can quit smoking. That's something you can quit. Yeah, like, you that can is actually, a, like, not do that ever again. But you don't stop breathing. Right. That you're not, I'm not going to breathe anymore. That's not a thing. You can quit your cable service, sure. But you still have eyeballs and time to fill with stuff like it doesn't you just time doesn't stop you don't go into a cryogenic chamber yeah and you can be like you know i am gonna quit this umbrella and raincoat game <laughs> yeah like, man. like big, big umbrella big umbrella and raincoat are trying to make me do something from societal pressures but if you go outside and it's raining you will get very wet still like you can just say you're not playing the game and you're not doing it and that you're quitting but the rain still comes down <laughs> and the rain still get you wet like just because you aren't playing that game doesn't mean the rain decide oh wait no this person's not playing the game we're gonna like fall elsewhere exactly so you can quit a job like we said but life goes on but you still have to make money and even if you decide that you're just not gonna work you've got to pick out the right van to live by the river so <laughs> like it, there's no stopping like, there, there's something after it's sort of like the infinite universe right yeah. it's infinite it goes on forever and your your choices go on forever even after the quit yeah your health and fitness choices continue to affect your body like your diet choices your food choices your your exercise choices whether you've decided to quit worrying about all of that or not, your body is still affected by all of those decisions. And I learned that over and over again, but didn't really learn it until finally it's, you know, sunk in. Well, and here's another thing. I didn't even talk about this with Donald. This is new information to Donald. What? I have new information? Yep. This is just fresh in from the producers. Like we have someone like on the <laughs> sidelines like, oh, this, this just in. Yeah. So... I have heard before, and it is an excuse that I have made of like, well, I can quit smoking, but I, like, I still have to eat, man. Like, it's not fair. As yeah. though, as though that is like, oh no, you're right. It's I used over. to say that over and over again. It's like, well, it's not like I can give up food, cold turkey. Yeah, and then I wouldn't give up cold turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Says the vegetarian. Yeah, no, I did um, actually give up cold turkey. He still actually says, like, can you get me some veggie hot dogs or veggie meat or <laughs> I, veggie whatever? I'm like, I know it's veggie. I like, I, it's like I have this weird fear that if I say, like, can you get me a sausage, that, that Catherine will be like, what? You're not vegetarian anymore? What's happening? Yeah, anyway. Uh, so, but beyond that, you know, it's like, oh, well, I can quit smoking, but I can't stop eating. Well, if only I was, like, uh, I had an alcohol problem. Like, you could, oh, No, but, like, really, I know, I've heard people I know. say that. It's like, I could, not, just, and I I'm could not just give up alcohol entirely, but I can't give up food. Alcohol yeah. abuse. Uh, not, I'm no, but, I mean, I think you're that. using that to illustrate how crazy that is to say that. No, but we have a neighbor who uh, runs AA meetings. He, he is recovering. And I would always think, like, well... He's doing that, but like I still have to eat. So what? How am I going to get out of this mortal toil of, right. of food? Like that's not that's not cool. Oh, that's bad. But figuring out like what quitting actually is, and I can tell you based on forty years of experience, yep. what quitting meant to me, and I've sort of come up with <laughs> what does quitting mean to you? A poem <laughs> A by poem. Catherine Weigel. <laughs> um, but in the past. 
quitting was a cycle that I didn't actually realize I was doing. And part of this whole growth mindset thing that we're pushing down your throats, the the whole like really being uh, a student of yourself and a student of your, your history is really seeing the patterns of behavior because all of this is a pattern. So we're going to present to you <clears throat> that Walt, we only look thin players are going to present to you the, the life cycle of the quit. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you say I quit. I quit. I quit. I'm done. I'm yeah, done. It's over. That's it. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Take this Walt and shove it. Exactly. So you quit. So in the past, that would mean I would stop going to Weight Watchers. I would stop tracking. I would stop going to the gym. I would quit the trainer. I would, you know, just throw everything aside. It was an on or off switch of 100% of like, that's it. This is a diet and it is over for me. Yeah. So you quit. Because you're overwhelmed, you're you're mad about the scale, the restriction, you know, it's not working anymore, you're not motivated, all of those things. And so you, uh, as a reward slash revenge, you eat, you eat about all of it, you uh, you decide you just tuck on into uh, Cheesecake Factory, yeah. you get double of everything, you go back to Costco and get all the, the supersized everything, because why bother? It's not going to work. I'm a special flower, and it's never going to work for me, so I'm just going to really lean in to my old lifestyle. And here's a spoiler alert. The person you're getting revenge upon is yourself. What? Look at the person in the oh, mirror. No. That's who is being revenged upon. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things, we're just going to throw in a little more Gretchen Rubin. Just sprinkle mm, that on. This, sprinkle uh... a little Gretchen Rubin <laughs> like I do on my cauliflower. Sure. <laughs> um, she talks about the loophole of fake self-actualization. That is that moment where you're sort of working on justifying your new choice. You're oh, justifying man. your quit. And that turns into, oh, my gosh. I'm getting rid of diet culture. I'm I'm perfect just as I am. This yeah. is all just a ploy by Big Umbrella to get me to buy right. umbrellas and galoshes. I'm not, pl- you know, playing into that. Oh, I forgot about Big Galoshes. Yeah. <laughs> big galoshes. Man, I left them out. Yeah, they're they're maybe the most nefarious of, yeah. the, of the trio. Anyway, but that fake self-actualization of I'm perfect just as I am. I am not playing into society's idea of perfection. I'm perfect at the size that I am. That fake self-actualization is sort of a protection against the really like the the actual physical impact that we're making on our bodies by yeah. going back to our old choices. And it feels in the moment like a great way to buffer against the actual like there there's an actual like physical reaction that we have to gaining weight. Like I never quit and then maintained my weight. Right. It was always revenge up the scale. I, you know, and in one of my cycles, and Donald will talk about his cycles as well. Um, when I first started Weight Watchers, I was 200 pounds. I uh, did great for three weeks. Suddenly the plan stopped working because I gained weight over the weekend. <laughs> and Catherine is doing air quotes, by the way. The yeah, plan stopped my, working in air quotes. In air quotes. Um, I quit my way up to 300 pounds. That cycle of, you know, I'm going to do great. I feel motivated. I join the plan and then the plan doesn't work. And so I quit and then I revenge eat and I go back up. So I have that fake self-actualization and then the fake self-actualization turns into my clothes are now too tight. 
yeah. over and over and over again. So then I feel terrible. I feel shame. I feel resentment. But then, oh, wait, what's it? It's a one weird trick. Oh, I can join this one thing. Oh, there's a bargain on this. Oh, I just found out that that someone's doing keto. Oh, somebody else I knew is doing opto fast or whatever. Oh, somebody lost 30 pounds. Yeah. I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. Uh, and then uh, that doesn't work. And then you quit again. And then you gain again, and that's how I went up to 300 pounds. Well, and not to mention, you know, all of the physical consequences that that you had with the bursitis in your hip and your feet hurting all the time and having to take naps all the time and and all of that stuff. But what about you? There was no physical impact or no medical reason for you to to gain and lose, right? Yeah, for sure. There was no no physical consequences at all. I went up and down. He's lying. Yeah, no, I'm totally lying. Sorry. Um, I, I didn't say that in my sarcasm font. (laughs) Um, I went up and down the scale. I lost 50 pounds a couple of times before I lost the hundred pounds this last time. And I would be super eye the tiger and get it together. And, you know, like I've said before, some obstacle would, would come up or, I was doing Atkins at one point slash keto for you younger folks who don't know what Atkins is. And I just would decide that I liked pasta again and or whatever, you know, I just would eat carbs and I'd be like, well, I can't, you know, I can't stick to this. And I would just go right back up the scale. And I had gotten to something like seven years ago or so, I had gotten to maybe my lowest point and I was just fed Highest up with weight, it. Highest weight, this was lowest point. I was just fed up with it. I was just completely, um, you know, tired of worrying about it. And there was a part of me that would just say to myself, this is just about vanity and looking a certain way. And you know what? I'm married. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad if Catherine has to look at this. And I just decided I was going to eat whatever I wanted and whatever happened, happened. And what happened was I got to my heaviest weight of my whole adult life. And then I went in for a routine checkup uh, to my doctor's office. And he said, hey, guess what? You have diabetes. And I said, no, that can't be me. (laughs) Diabetes doesn't even run in my family. And I, I had had heart issues, you know, years before that, and that wasn't enough to scare me straight. But my doctor said, you know, the complications of diabetes include losing a limb or going blind. And that was a big, you know, aha moment for me. And I pouted about it, and I didn't want to do anything about it, but that finally was the, the straw that kind of snapped me into trying to do this the right way. But I thought that my life was over. I thought that I would never have any fun again. I thought I would never uh, enjoy anything. And then, you know, Catherine said, you don't have to do this all at once. Like, we can do this in baby steps. And that was a huge revelation to me and really saved my life. And I have, you know, slowly over time, I lost 100 pounds and I have the mindset of never giving up and never stopping on this now. And it has really been because of all of the tiny, tiny changes that I know that I can do it. 
Well, and I think in the next episode that we do, we are going to get into how to break that cycle because I think Donald uh, has started talking about cycle breaking, which uh, which is something that we're going to do uh, in the next episode. But as part of this, and you know, like I said, we have we have done cycle after cycle of quitting and quitting and quitting and gaining, and we never really stopped to consider the impact of what quitting meant to us until this one last time. So as we're sort of drawing this episode to a close, what we would like you to do next week, we're going to give you uh, the, the, the tips and tricks to get out of the cycle. But what I'd like you to do this week is to really consider all of the quits you've quit in the past yeah. and what that meant. What did you quit? What giant declaration did you get up and say that you weren't going to be a part of the culture of blah, blah, blah? Bef- like, again, really sit down, like actually make one of those, you know, life cycle, you know, water table charts or whatever, and come up with your quit. I quit blank. So what did you stop doing? So for me, again, I quit. I stopped tracking. I stopped going to the gym. I, I quit the the personal trainer. Then what did you do after that? What what came after the quit? Did you maintain magically maintain your weight? Yeah. Did you gain weight? Did you magically lose weight because you weren't, you know, obsessed with it anymore? Um, did you have that fake self-actualization of deciding that you were this new person? What happened after that? Did you gain weight? Did were your clothes tight? Did you go back into that one weird trick cycle of trying again, trying this new big plan, this big motivation, this 30-day Whole 30 or whatever, 30 day whole 30. Yeah. Or um, were you like me and you quit, but then the health consequences didn't quit you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So really think about your quit cycle. How did that go for you, my guy uh, or gal or they? <laughs> um, because I know for me, that cycle just led to weight gain. And even now, if I decide to stop tracking, I start gaining. I never just maintain. That is not the way I work. It's either up or down. It's it's on or off. It's black or white. So think about your quit cycle this week. And then next week, we're going to talk about ways to get yourself out of that cycle. Another thing, you know, one, one thing, this Donald doesn't even know I'm going to say this. Whoa, more new information. Something that my mom said to me a long time ago was because I was very much like all or nothing. Am I going to do it? Am I not? Is, you know, give it a try. Just give yourself a week. Don't make any big decisions yeah. when you're really upset about something. I kind of do that. We talked about uh, my, my time of the month and my my, my depression and uh, hormonal changes. Never make a huge decision when the feelings are huge. Take a step back. Really think about it. So this week, think about it. Don't start with the quitting. If you're doing great right now, if everything seems super, think about what you will do when you're feeling unmotivated, when you're feeling defeated. Where does that cycle lead you? What is your plan for that? Uh, So again, next week, we're going to talk about how to get out of the cycle. But this week, just sit in the cycle and... uh, Sit in the cycle. That sounds like a punishment. (laughs) (laughs) You sit in the cycle. Exactly. Uh, But really think about it because I think, you know, it's really the introspection 
and the growth mindset that has helped get us uh, to where we are now, which is maintaining over 100 pound weight loss for over three years. And if we can do it, we know that you can too. Yes, indeed. And uh, speaking of maintaining things, uh, you've maintained your interest in this episode all the way to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, All of our episodes are available wherever you found this one, and they're always available also on our website at weonlylookthin.com. And if you're over at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on join our support group. To find out more about Walt Place, uh, We Only Look Thin Place, it is an online Facebook-based support group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for accountability, check-ins, and uh, more growth mindset, figuring out how uh, how not to quit things. Uh, we have two subscription <laughs> options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if what place is right for you check it out and also you can check us out on the socials you can reach us on instagram twitter or uh the other one facebook uh (laughs) at we only look thin and if that isn't interactive enough for you you can try email uh email us to we only look thin at gmail.com we appreciate suggestions for episodes uh, we like answering questions. Uh, we also uh, do take a little time to do that yeah. because we have, uh, you know, other things going on. But anyway, uh, we will get back to you eventually. Uh, we promise. Uh, we only look thin at gmail.com. And if you have a couple of minutes and can head over to Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate a rating and a review. We are almost at 500 star reviews. We're at like 484 right now or something oh, like that. Oh, wow. We almost, our 200th episode is coming up. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a oh, wonderful that would gift, be such a gift to, to us. get us up <laughs> to 500 star reviews? By yeah. Then? Don't you want to be a part of making our dreams come true, everybody? I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. But we really appreciate, honestly, every uh, rating and review that we receive. Not only does it boost our mood, but it also helps others find us when uh, looking for inspirational podcasts indeed like and the other thing you could do is just tell somebody about yeah. our show if you've uh, gotten something out of this uh, maybe mention it to uh, a friend a loved one a co-worker um, a stranger on the street <laughs> <laughs> somebody who you think might get Don't something out of it be a creeper and be well. like hey everybody <laughs> hey I think you know what make flyers put them on windshields sure like, like you know. in the olden days yeah. I respond to so many windshield flyers yeah. boy nothing like a windshield flyer yeah no it, it, it never fails <laughs> so if you find yourself researching umbrella conspiracies thanks to Donald Weigel's <laughs> suggestion that there is one, just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.